0: hey guys this is robert breedlove from the what is money show and as you've learned by watching this show bitcoin is the single most important asset you can own in the 21st century and one of the most important companies in bitcoin today is Nidig. Nidig's mission is to facilitate financial security for all they accomplish this by bringing a high level of professionalization and sophistication to the bitcoin marketplace As a true game-changer in the industry, NIDIG is safely unlocking the power of Bitcoin for forward-thinking individuals and institutions alike. By using NIDIG, you will gain access to an end-to-end institutional-grade platform, providing Bitcoin OTC transactions, Bitcoin collateralized borrowing, secure custody, asset management, derivatives, financing, market research, and more. And all of these services meet the highest regulatory, governance, and audit standards. Led by Robbie Gutman, Yin Zhao, and Ross Stevens, NIDIG has absolutely exploded onto the Bitcoin scene recently and is leading the way for ongoing institutional adoption in this nascent asset class. So please be sure to check out NIDIG as a single source for all your Bitcoin needs. Jeff Booth, welcome back to the What is Money Show. Thanks, Robert. Good to be here. Glad to have you back. And we left off last time after a thorough discussion on the nature of intelligence, how it relates to error correction, um, and how that fits in humans sort of seeking to to satisfy their wants in the world. And I thought, you know, part of the point you made there is that there's also this layer which you you actually broadened my world beyond this, is that there's this layer of error correction on the wants themselves, that people actually error correct on what they're shooting for over time. And now I I think in this section, we're going to go into, there's a chapter in your book called Us Versus Them, um, and it goes into a bit of what we're actually aiming at. So people tend to want to take action. I think you've distilled it down to in pursuit of love or belongingness and we all want to be loved and we all want to try and fit into a group somehow try to contribute to a group I guess you might say so you know to that end it's all about life is all about investing in relationships Um, this is both personal and professional and uh, you know as I think Naval said that human beings are the networked species like we are that's what makes us different than everything is we we create these networks. We modify the networks. Um, we measure them in, in different ways. And, um, so yeah, I thought we could go into that a bit and maybe just talk about how this deep seated need or want to, to have love and belongingness in life can actually lead us astray too, because we get this in group, out group thinking. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe we could just jump into
1: that. Yeah. So I've thought a lot about this uh, and, and, and so at a, at a, I tried to look at those meta lo- level things and we talked a bit about, um, that if they're in everybody else, they're in me too. And mm-hmm. how do, uh, how do I correct for those things and how do I correct the, So, so it, when, when you think about a lot of your decisions, um, are in service of belonging, you don't know that they're in service of belonging, but they're just naturally, in it because we we so want to belong, and it kind of if you just stretched out that thinking, kind of love is at the end of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so in service of belonging, we really want to belong when we think about ourselves first. It's, we have this picture constantly. We can't stop thinking about ourselves. How do we fit in? How does my Twitter feed fit? And, and everything is connected to us at the center of everything else. And, and then we think about the people around us. And, and a lot of times the people around us is in service of us getting what we need. And so it creates this group dynamic. And when, when you want to belong to a group. It, it, it's, easy to, it's easy to say, it's easy to fall into a trap of saying, um, I belong to that group just for no reason. It's just a great group and great people. But as, as you belong to a group, you, it's, it's not about your, just your group. It's about your group is somehow better than other groups.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and, and take anything. Take, take Bitcoin, for example. It's a really good example. Of why we know more than everybody else, and the more and more we 're in that, the more and more we divide community because of uh, because of that not intentionally, but there's love and belonging there. We belong to a group um, and 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 then, on top of that, there's a bunch of labels right? labels of that person's smart, that person uh, does this, whatever that label is in your own mind. Um, um and we simplify these complex personality structures into that's all that person is, that narrow part. That's right. And we miss we miss the huge picture. And we miss, I might totally disagree with you on a certain concept, uh, Robert. And we might be in different groups. And in another one, I might totally agree with you. But if we're if, if we're kind of driving this without a personal interaction and understanding what that looks like. You could drive, I could hate you at one moment
0: no, no, no.
1: easily. And, and, and then on the other side, instead of I disagree with him on this fundamental issue, but the whole Robert is totally different. Mm-hmm. And so, so this happens to me, this happens to you, this happens to all of it. Again, this is when I said in service of belonging and how powerful that is. I think it's one of those meta things that drives all of us into everything else and a whole bunch of the problems as well. So I, I'm not saying it's, it's not good or bad, but we don't see how it shows up in our life and we don't see the negative or externalities of how it shows up in our life too. We get caught in in that and in in getting caught in it, we miss a bigger picture.
0: Yeah. It's, I think we touched on this previously where we, we are the, each of us, the sensorial center of our own universe, right? We're only seeing the world through our own senses. So we're each on an island in a way, right? We're all looking out on the world from through our eyes, ears, touch, all our senses. And I think there's a maybe a predisposition for people to mistake. There's actually a qu- another quote by Whitehead. He said, um, there's a, basically I'll paraphrase, a tendency for for man to mistake the limits of his own vision for the limits of reality. So again, back to humility being necessary to realize we can't see the whole picture, right? We have a certain set of skills, senses, blind spots, and we're, we're going to see things and be strong in a certain way, but others will be see things differently and be strong in other ways. So And and then the strengths and weaknesses themselves are context-driven, right? You may be strong. One skill set you have maybe make you strong in one situation but could be weak in another. Um, You know, if you're, I I don't know, a real good example, if you're just naturally really confident, that's probably good in a lot of situations. But maybe in a certain situation where humility is more demanded, uh, it might not be as good of a, a, a trait to have. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, you know, we are... That's the thing about human beings. We're more than the sum of our parts. We, again, that's what economics is, right? We're exploiting the efficiency, of comparative advantage to increase productivity through social cooperation. But that can right. be a double-edged sword. If we follow, I guess, the wrong people, um, we, we can make bad decisions. And that's where, back to humility, the other thing that's, we could say that maybe the Steve Jobs and Elon Musk, they don't all necessarily have humility in common, but... Um, and I, re- I heard this on a Tim Ferriss podcast where they, they polled thousands of CEOs and it was actually humility was the number one quality common amongst all of them. The, the other thing was a, a really good eye for talent, which may be a version of humility and where you're saying, I don't know this area. I'm going to find someone who does. So it's, maybe, maybe it's not, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just a flavor of humility where it is at least admitting that I don't have all the answers in this particular domain. So I'm going to find someone who does. But, Uh,
1: but, but, but some of those things, again, you get, you drive the network effect the right time, right luck, everything else. It's easy to scale talent against, against that. And you look a lot better. So if you read all of the research reports from 2001, I've put one of them in the book about Jeff Bezos. Um, the same people, the same exact thing that made him so successful today, are the things that people were saying that there's no way he's essentially a magical rabbit from the from the hat. It's right. going to go to yeah. zero, and and uniformly, people were totally. It was it was going to. People were lambasting him yeah. for the for for the same thing. And actually, if you look at Bitcoin today, if you look at some of the people talking about Bitcoin today. It's actually what cr- uh, create, uh, creates us and if, you're, if we're right, and I think we are, um, then, then a whole bunch of us will, on the other side, look like superstars and brilliant.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right? This, so this gets into how this is ambiguous though, because we're talking about this us versus them. It sounds like a negative thing that humans do, but it's also... A, a bit necessary, perhaps, because like today, to your point with Bitcoin, it's a very contrarian bet. If you just polled the world, I mean, ninety-nine plus percent of people, I think, would be, you know, ninety-five percent, let's say, uh, would be they don't understand Bitcoin or they don't think it's going to work or whatever. They don't whatever. Um, the Bitcoin then needs the minim, the minority, the intolerant, intransigent minority to implant itself as a successful culture in the world, it has to be a bit toxic. It does. Right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if toxic, um, yeah, I mean, but, it, 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 but it, it, does, it does need, put it this way. Here's a way that I look at all of kind of, because I do this for my business or all my businesses are around creating change against some something else. What I typically do is not make the change about a person. Yeah. I make the change about a system,
0: right? The idea level.
1: The idea level. Yeah. It's a meta level that allows more people to come into my change. Then, then they and and so that's where. But 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 again, because we're connected to the idea, yes. and we want so badly to belong, it's hard for people to. So when somebody criticizes the idea, mm-hmm. they criticize you with it, right? Or sometimes the other group criticizes you and and it, and it it doesn't matter at all. Like at the end of the day, the idea is going to go or or it's not, but we take it as a personal criticism and, and we react.
0: Yes. And this is, I, this is where you and I see eye to eye very strongly, because I try and depersonalize my own viewpoints. One one of my favorite quotes, I've probably said it already, but the human nature is like water. It takes the shape of this container. So I actually think that we, our personalities and behaviors, patterns of action, are an emergent property of the incentives we face, essentially. So if you try and label someone, right, they are a socialist, they are a capitalist, they are a liberal, conservative, you are actually completely discounting the sovereignty and complexity of that person and putting them into one bucket. You're, You're assigning that whole human to one idea, when in fact, it's the other way around that human is assigned to thousands, millions of ideas.
1: And and every one of those ideas in our own mind is important and has a different group that uh, would, if you looked at my friend group and how wide that is and deep, like super deep personal connections, I would do anything for, they would do anything for me. It, it, it would not look like you would think, maybe you, you would because you know me now.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: but it would not look like most people would think my friend group would look. Yeah. It is so diverse. Yeah. It is so, uh, um, and and so, um, but, uh, and they can do whatever they want in this area and I can totally not agree with it.
0: Yeah. But that's, yeah. I, I think we're, this to me is part of that digital enlightenment as well, where, you know, we talked about, Okay, so the printing press basically error-corrected geocentric model of the universe, right? The the Earth is not the center of the universe. And I think the, again, by lowering the distribution cost of information, I think we now have a world today where the deepest layers of physics are quantum physics, complexity theory, chaos theory. That is now starting to permeate our, our more general perceptions. So I think... In this digital enlightenment, we'll start to think more at the idea level, less at the person level, All right? Start to see. Think- I hope.
1: I, I hope so. I, I, I hope so. But, but but along the way to do to do that, you have to go through this and these concepts. Why belongingness? If you think about the service in service of belongingness and how you might fit into that, um, it's such a powerful. Motivator, such powerful bias. Yeah. I think, like, I, I do hope that we have more time and more people start to consider this because it'll enrich their lives in ways that I have no idea it will enrich their, their lives. But I just, I, I, how powerful the other side is,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, uh, how powerful that motivator is, is, is I'm going to do something with you right now to show you. And everyone listening, hey, Robert you and I know this, but nobody else does. And I can suck you into the world because you belong with me and nobody else belongs. Right. And, 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 and it's, and it's actually, it's actually almost more powerful. We have to do everything to fight to that because, because it's a short-term power. It's, it's actually how people gain power. Most of that power is short-term because they make somebody else look bad to gain power but it but it's like a drug for us we can't help but listen and clean, clean because now we can be part of the
0: group Right. Interesting.
1: and 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 so if you look at leaders throughout time that kind of go through a short-term power it's normally tied to that and longer-term power generational power is about hope and bringing people together
0: yeah
1: this is long after long after they're gone so it, but but it is very, but it is so powerful and and in the world that's breaking down and moving or transitioning between one more one system and another another, it's actually easier still because you're looking for belonging and in nothing seems to fit your old mental model. So sure. the world we're going through right now, that everybody is going through um because of fear, uncertainty, and everything else, and what could this look like? It's actually more apt to do this
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's why the open source network devours the world, right? Because the, the closed source network it it depends on the divisiveness, to, I guess, to draw people in, but it's also exclusionary, yeah, all the time. So not everyone can fit into this mold. And then as uh, you know, the group changes, reality changes. The more inclusive network would outcompete the exclusive network, I guess. But we're but the ego is drawn to this exclusivity right we want to be part of this in group
1: we want to be part of this group and just think about something you do that you're proud of or your bio or anything else yeah. it's like screaming i matter because of x right it creates a, uh, which creates the uh, a, a label that everybody else can say this is okay uh, this this person matters in my group it is in fact a lot of times it's ex- in, it's exclusionary in very nature Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. yeah this is very there's so much ambiguity here because you need to stand out you need to blaze trails you need to move forward you need to cut against the grain at times which means you need all this uh ability to separate yourself from the group but then you also need to include the group in the long run right it makes me think of that quote you can go if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go together
1: so and no bigger the, and the bigger the together is, but you, so you still have to have your view mm-hmm. and that's, that's where, why if you maybe this, is better. the integrity to know that I'm going to make mistakes as well and kind of, but this is who I am until different right? Until um, I'm going to make a whole bunch of mistakes going to everything else, but this is who I am. And as long as I can have that conversation with somebody else with a different viewpoint Mm -hmm. and I can respect their viewpoint and have empathy for their viewpoint, I don't have to make them share my viewpoint. Right. It's, it doesn't matter, but, but it's important if it's important for me and I believe uh, uh, it uh, it is, it's important for me. They don't have to share mine either.
0: Absolutely. And this is where you got I think that the key here is depersonalizing the conflict, focusing at the idea level. The more you focus at the idea level, you can just say, "Hey, that idea that I have or has me, whichever way you want to look at it, yeah. doesn't agree with the one that you have or has you." That's it. It doesn't mean you and I are, you know, conflicting necessarily. We just have an ideological difference. Totally.
1: I, the back to Bitcoin and everything else. I am waiting for somebody to defend the existing model in a way that doesn't consolidate control um, or kill the planet or anything else. Like tell me how, um, tell me how it's possible. And, And, um, I was on salt talks yesterday, uh, and, 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 and the interviewer said exactly that said, I read your book. We, we went deep into Bitcoin as a result. Um, and, and I haven't seen any sort of research pace that it would look like this on the other side that why would, uh, why would this, why, how can this model continue? Um, I'm open to the possibility. Let's, let's see it. But until, um, because I think you, I think too, to stay in the status quo, you need to defend the status quo Mm -hmm. from a better idea.
0: I guess the closest attempt to that is MMT something like Stephanie Kelton's book.
1: Probably, but it, but it, but it doesn't, but that's the problem. There's so many holes in it yeah. That, yeah. that, that, that it doesn't it, it, like, it doesn't pass deep critical thought because it, right. because of the holes in it. it is, it's an, uh, it's an idea. I can understand why it would, uh, why people would because it allows them to switch off the critical thought yes. and keep going on the existing system. So I understand, I understand that. I understand why people would be attracted to something that seems easy to keep going.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, but, but it doesn't pass the critical thought.
0: Yeah. It, it is taking advantage. I don't know if maybe she actually believes what she's writing. Uh,
1: I think she does. I think she does. And, and again, not the person yeah. I think, that so has she ever created a business? Has she ever created, has she ever been in technology? Does she know what it looks like to have nothing to create something out of nothing? What the entrepreneurial process is in a free market, free market and what that looks like in your decision process while you're trying to create value for everybody else against a system that it doesn't look like that. If you have experience, if you experience that, if that is your life, entrepreneurial process, delivering value and everything else. And the only way you win is deliver value to, to other people. And, um, even if you do that, doesn't guarantee a win at all. Right. Um, you, you uh, the monopoly could come and kill you. There's a whole bunch of things. It's just a fragile, uh, come, you. have to write team, write everything else. So it's so many pieces of, of that. that when, if you don't know that journey, it sounds really good in theory, to say what other people do, but uh, and and that's why I don't discount that that uh, that she believes it. Yeah. But it, yeah. it but but it hasn't it hasn't passed the test of time and her going through it and how that connects to other geopolitical regions doing the same thing.
0: Yeah, the idea is fragile, I guess, because it, it's incubated inside of this monopoly. Situation. Right. Yeah. Right. Um. So another, I thought this was, so we're, we're, there's this tendency, I guess, to defer to experts or perceived experts, because it, it's basically a cognitive device for decomplexifying the world, making us more efficient, right, that's why we all have, or not, we all, many people have financial advisors today. It's okay. a complicated space, you don't, you know, we don't know how to deal with it, so we have someone manage our wealth. We go to a doctor, we see a dentist, like we, see, we need specialists. Right. And I thought this was, in your book, you went into the robber's cave experiment where yeah. I believe the the experimenters were dealing with Boy Scout troops.
1: Yeah, perhaps? yeah, Scout, Scout troops, 11 year old
0: Yeah, Yeah, and, and so they, maybe you could just describe this a little bit, uh, if I don't recall it correctly, but they were assigning them Task that had them competing over scarce resources, and then they monitored how the groups developed. Is that sort of what happened?
1: Yeah, and, and so so I think we're going to talk now about a couple of studies, and and or and there's lots of the different studies. That's one of them. But if you think about when these studies were commissioned, a lot of these studies were commissioned. People did tons of work after World War II and after giant conflict, mm-hmm. on on how do people, why do we do this? Mm-hmm. Right. Why do we, uh, and, and can you model this? And is there any way out for humanity to stop doing this to dividing, uh, divide, uh, dividing? So one of those studies that I pointed to is robber's cave uh, um, example. And, and in that example, um, you divided group, the, the, the scenario goes, you put in, uh, you, they went to camp, you divided them into groups and you had them compete for scarce resources. Uh, and, and then you, in, in, in engaged in sense is each group thinks they're better than the other and the ones that are winning are celebrating at the loss. And now you introduce conflict and you introduce more and more conflict and to, to the point where well-intentioned boys before they, before the experiment turned into swinging, swinging socks with rocks in them to hurt other, other kids. Right. And, and, and it was just a random design of which group had which group group. Yeah. So the, the, the idea is could you create, um, so after you did that, then they said, could you create a, a superordinate goal, a bigger goal that, that, that created uh, that brought them back together. And so that superordinate goal was, was and they would actually, Set up the, the structure up into the in, in, into the system, where where on the entry to the camp they said sometimes people vandalize our water and everything else, and we have no water and it's a really big deal, and so they said they vent they the camp counselors vandalized the water and then sent kids together to go and to to break down where it was and everything else, and as you had a bigger goal than the small goal trying to those scarce resources, the groups came back together and worked together and every everything changed. it's an interesting story about kind of dynamics and how, um, how we can come together on a bigger goal. In fact, take that. What do you think war is to another country? It, it, it's, it's, it, it's a bigger goal. Yeah. Right. It's a, it's a, we matter more than that other country. Mm -hmm. Those are the bad guys there. That's what ends up happening. And we're so biased to our group matters more, that it's easy for us to, to all come together, to, uh, to, to create, create control, to be able to do that. That's what, that's what happens.
0: Yeah. So it's almost the competition over scarce resources, more or less, nationalized these groups right they became started out friendly yeah. competition heated up amongst resources they became very antagonistic towards one another to the point of violence it sounds like um, but once you introduced a higher aim right all of a sudden they had they had to channel that antagonism towards something else so that we re- yeah yeah this reminds me and i wrote a little bit about this um in one of my pieces but the American pragmatist, William James, he talked about the benefits of war, actually. He said he thought that the horrors of war would never go away because war was the most disciplinary and unifying force in humanity. And that until mankind discovered a moral equivalent to war, whatever that was, something, a higher aim, right? To, to unify us against that we would, we would always have warfare. and, I wonder, you know. Clearly, I'm very biased towards Bitcoin, but I've, I've come to see Bitcoin as possibly that, right? We have this other battle we can fight at the ideological space. It's like the system has been rigged against everyone. Uh, That's the that
1: that is the game, because people are are chasing scarce resources today, money, or or wealth, or to be and and and. It's being—it's harder and harder for a lot of people to chase those scarce resources because mm-hmm. they're running away from them. Well, um, and that's actually why I put the S versus N chapter into the book, because Bitcoin changes the rules so so fundamentally that that a whole machine, that whole machine, kind of driving through humanity uh, about, contro- about control about
0: mm-hmm.
1: control versus them breaks down with it or could break down with it and we could have a new story. We need a story. Yes. We need humanity needs a story to believe in and, and that, that story could look totally different. And, and, and again, even just say, forget the S versus them. Think about what ends up happening when somebody upsets, your status quo. Like the status quo is innate is the, the, the natural and somebody upsets that idea or something, a car honks and you're startled mm-hmm. and until your brain can calm down. Your, uh, your cortisol levels, uh, go up. Is that car going to hit me and everything else until your brain can calm down. You can't get back into your stasis, mm-hmm. but now your entire, everything that you're in today and all of the things you believe is breaking down. And well, there's nothing to go to, and understand. You understand kind of, and, and a lot of the uh, I would say top people in Bitcoin, or at least the people that I follow and care about, a bunch of Bitcoin, are talking about the path. How do you, how do you make the path better for everybody, mm-hmm. so you can go to something to to, because uh, 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 otherwise you stay scared. Right. And the more scared you are, the more you're susceptible to control through us and them.
0: Right. Yeah. It's it's an excellent point. The other thing that comes to mind there with the competition over scarce resources, driving divisiveness in the group that points to me that deflation, natural price deflation and a hard money economy, that is a civilizing force.
1: It's a civilizing force. It it removes all of these, it it removes all of the scarcity. It removes all of it. It it, it allows us to live with abundance. Right. If we, if we will let it, I I would go further. There is no other way. There is no other way. Um, and, and I, Bitcoin might not be the way I suspect it is, but Mm -hmm. let's just say, there is no other way than to allow deflation to happen along the same path of technology. There is no other way, because every other path leads to more and more us versus them uh, and, control, and control by a bigger force. There is no other way.
0: Yeah, so the flip side to that is we don't have natural price deflation, we have artificial price inflation, which is de-civilizing. Exactly. This is, a, this is not just a economic or monetary phenomenon that's inconvenient. This is something that tears society apart.
1: That, that is the point. The point is people are talking about, they're in a different realm and because they're scared of Bitcoin, they think really, they don't understand how the rules change with Bitcoin to stop this. Mm-hmm. They think about what the existing it uses energy or it does this. It's the best energy use you could ever do use mm-hmm. because it solves all the other problems.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, you're spinning energy to civilize the world,
1: exactly, and give people abundance. That's yeah. what it that, that's what it look that's what it looks like. And every other path, um, you cannot grow forever on a finite planet. Yeah. Um, so every other path path breaks society, breaks every rule. We end in revolution, war, unfortunately. But every other path looks like that. It in Bitcoin is. I hope that's why I care about it so much is, I hope a a forcing function to a uh, to
0: a new story yeah we al- we almost have to paint proof of work as the process that bears these fruit these fruits totally. totally. abundant totally. uh, freedom frankly you know people are getting more time um, yeah. the ability to preserve wealth over time gives you more time so right more freedom and it Proof of work is the process that bears the, those fruits of labor, I guess we would say, um, and that, you know, to the point there is like the more we can help people come to that knowledge to see the truth of what it is versus a waste of energy, right? So, you know, some there, there's a battle here, right, between the propaganda of Bitcoin just waste energy, and the truth of it's energy spent and allocated according to a free market process that creates all of these civilizational benefits.
1: It's a, if, if, it's, if it does that, it is the best energy you could ever spend. The best. Be- because it solves all of the other waste and, yeah. it, and it forces abundance to humanity. It's yeah. a new story. It's no. that, it, 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 it's that big. That's actually why the, the real story behind Bitcoin is the, the real story. It, it is that big a deal. Right. And it sounds, it sounds like a religion yeah. but, but, and, and, it, and it only sounds like a religion because actually after you've gone down the rabbit hole and understand what the benefits to pe- people, not just yourself, but everybody else as a result of this, it's hard to go back and and, and I'll look, I'll, I'll critically look at any other way to, to, to do that. But I haven't seen one yet. And until then I'm
0: Bitcoin. Yeah. And so it's, it, that's the framing and it does sound a bit radical, but it's an energy expenditure that preserves peace or even generates peace. So of course there's a, a quasi religious or quasi nationalistic quality to it. Right. To those that are, that are deeply. And, and
1: and what it, what it is, is because the big, the idea is so big and people don't understand it here. Uh, it, it, it's that big an idea. It is, it is 10 times a printing press. Right. It's the, that big an idea. And, yeah. and, and there's a lot of people. And so, so when people say, uh, when people would say it's just a whole bunch of rich people trying to get rich and it's a pump and dump scheme. Well, that might be true for some people. I know for, I know for a fact it's not true for you. I know for a fact it's not true for me. No. Um and I know for a fact it's not true for a whole bunch of people. They care about a bigger idea. So when they when when you when you get labeled, mm-hmm. I don't I don't care, but I understand why people, okay, I'm gonna just throw a stone because they don't understand it enough.
0: Yeah, the, the, what's funny about that to me is that I guess it's very easy to just write something off as a pump and dump scheme, especially when, by the way, it's surrounded by a sea of pump and dump schemes. A
1: pump and <laughs> <laughs> totally.
0: <laughs> it confuses Bitcoin with all the other shit coins in the world from an outsider's perspective. But when you realize you study it economically, where's the dump? You can't dump Bitcoin into anything better. It's like it's the hardest yeah. money that's ever existed. There's no dump. It's just a pump. Yeah. It's a pump scheme, <laughs> yeah.
1: but it pumps. If, if, take, if it takes $185 trillion of printing to make real estate go up, then real estate's a pump and dump scheme. Every single thing that we're in yes. in in the existing world, but that's that structure yeah. that if you don't understand some of the, uh, it, it sounds complicated. Yeah. It sounds really complicated. You use monetary easing, you use a whole bunch of different words that, that, confuse people on what's really happening. And so they get confused and they go back to the experts to try to figure out what does this mean? And they're not putting it all together to what it means. And so, so, so the existing system is ultimately the pump and dump scheme.
0: Right. And this is, yeah. So the simplified version of that is it's more dollars chasing less stuff or the same stuff. And that's what's inflating the price of everything. It's distorting right. people's sense of reality. Frankly, they think all of a sudden your house is an investment. Equities always go up. You see these TikTok stars talking about their investment strategies. They just buy stocks and they go up forever. Like we're in peak, you know, almost Weimar Germany-like fiat situation.
1: Yeah, and the only diff- the only difference between that well, there are a couple differences. Um, it, uh, Weimar didn't have the global reserve currency at that time. Yep. So, so it's going to happen slower and it's going to shake back and forth and everything else. And, um, and, um, the U S dollar is still important in, um, in the world. So it couldn't happen right away just be, uh, because of that. Um, it has different repercussions on the kind of game theory of other countries printing their money. So that's, that's one big difference between Weimar, and the other big difference is technology is moving too fast. So the a bunch of the money that they're printing isn't actually turning into inflation that, that they can measure it's moving into asset price inflation. Right. And um, so, so, so again, a different concept and a different, uh, different time, but ultimately the same type of thing um, when you zoom out to the overall level, yeah. the existing system can cannot survive.
0: Yeah. I mentioned, I was just finishing human action such a great book. Towards the end of the book, Mises, he's kind of looking out, you know, I think it was published in 1949. So he's looking forward at that time. And he said that essentially this, the possibilities of someone being able to step into owning the monetary printing press, or at least being part of a pressure group that can benefit from it, that this would be essentially an irresistible component of human organization until we developed some ideology that was more truthful than the whole thing that it just crashed up against. And it seems like we just keep, you know, Bitcoin is so many things to so many people, but it's pointing back to that. We, we have this truthful ideology now. And that's why, again, we're, it's assigning these um, quasi religious or nationalistic um, properties to Bitcoin, but there, but we're still it can't it just doesn't succeed on its own still. I think I mentioned this last time where the ideology actually needs public opinion to succeed um, and, and so we, the advertising and marketing in the world it's it's targeting the the i guess the the Maslow's hierarchy of needs right it's actually targeting people at different levels so how as bitcoiners? because we have to, we don't have to, I, I feel a moral, I feel morally impelled to do so, to share Bitcoin with people. So that we were talking about earlier, so we can chart the right path. The people that should benefit from it can benefit from it versus, you know, central banks buying all of it, yep. or something like that. How should we strategically think about this? The marketing, advertising, education of Bitcoin.
1: I don't think, and in, in, in that, there's no central power to Bitcoin, right? right? People are doing it for their own reasons and there's, yeah. not, uh, there's not a greater greater weight. For me, I, and, and maybe one of the reasons that uh, some people choose to, to listen is the idea is powerful. Mm-hmm. And I don't, have, I don't have a horse in the race besides the bigger ho- horse. I don't need Bitcoin to succeed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I really want it to for a different reason, mm-hmm. um, but it, it is not 100% of my wealth. Nor, like, in fact, the other system, I could just merrily go along and just do do well and put my head in the sand. Yeah. And it, so, so my reason is a totally different reason. It's a reason for my kids and everything else. And I think that comes across. But it doesn't matter what my reason is. I'm just one voice. Um, it, um, some people are going to create great businesses on this um, as thought leaders. Some people are going to emerge and they're going to uh, t- the technologists are going to help change the protocol because it's such a big deal. And, and a bunch of people are going to get rich in the process. Yeah. It doesn't actually matter. Um, and it doesn't, but, but, but the more voices that are coming together on this and, and actually funny enough, um, this is when the us versus them actually helps an idea thrive. So what was the 1984 commercial from, from Steve jobs? It was to create an us versus them,
0: right?
1: It was, we, it was, it was using that whole us versus them against a perception that people felt, but they didn't know.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. They never said IBM. Yeah. They, the drones. And if you go through the commercial, the 1984 commercial, if you go through and then the, girl with color coming in and shattering it all was intended to symbolize IBM. And that's kind of what I'm getting at as a system change. We don't need to talk about the people in it. Mm -hmm. We need to keep on advancing the system change and the system change. If you look at the existing system there, it's what people feel every day Mm and they don't know why they feel like that. And as they start to feel like that, they start to get be more curious about. Okay, I want to explore this more and understand this more. And once they explore it more, and the the that group becomes bigger, and that's what's happening. And that's what the network effect is on Bitcoin.
0: Right. Yeah, I agree with you there. It's um, you know to see. I, I think it sort of succeeds regardless, as we've said multiple times, but. Um, to paint it properly it seems to me the biggest resistance to it would be this environmental concern which is difficult to explain simply as we've touched on but I think the best advertising or marketing campaign for Bitcoin could be that it it makes war unaffordable we're actually funding war machines over time because who like nobody likes war so well
1: that's totally true it's it might be a bridge too far for people to care about um or to think about i think they care a lot about it but they don't think it a remember that pick process yes yeah um the uh, positive immediate certain and people are aligned and they'll discount uncertain uh future consequences they will discount uh, the, the, the future consequences. Um, so, so the best, the best ideas on, um, on, on this are to try to, and, and actually it's aligned with the protocol protocol. It's actually why that, the wealth building and part of that and the people that are getting in earlier making more of the wealth, it's aligned to human action. Mm-hmm. Because people are making their own best decision first. And then as they're learning more, they're putting their company money into it they're learning more and a lot of those people are the same people that elect leaders
0: mm-hmm.
1: and if those leaders don't ch- change over time then the ch- leaders will change so 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 i so i, th- so I think it, it's it we do we do have to paint a, a picture that it's not just about wealth and everything else and we need to do this but we need to paint a picture that on the way there it solves all of these other problems you're right on the on the energy one. Um, because, but, um, but again, have somebody defend how, how an inflationary monetary policy is congruent with, uh, uh, with anything climate.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: It can't be done. It it can't be. So just, just, I I put a, a tweet today based on, based on this. The, um, so, so we know right now, Electricity on solar is like a, a penny and a half per kilowatt hour It's going down every year. Yeah. And the average in in, in different regions, and uh, is 8 cents, 14 cents a, a, a kilowatt hour for the entire energy grid. So we know more and more solar is going to be additive to deflation. So when you print money, oil prices go up, right? Right. And, and so the, the highest problem for the planet is should oil prices right now be $70 a barrel. It's pretty obvious to know should real estate prices be where they are pretty obvious. No, that is a result of trying to make prices go up and, and climate damage go up. If you, if that's the thing you care about because of, because of uh, printing money It's really clear to see.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and, and that, and that flywheel, will drive and as as oil prices go up so now you shift a whole bunch of formerly former assets that didn't work and weren't going to contribute pl- uh, planet dima- damage to now they work
0: mm-hmm.
1: now it's great let's run uh, run the tar sands let's run run everything else and uh, uh, because because now it's economically viable yeah. uh, and which which then drives a race to solar to make it cheaper and cheaper and people are driving further into solar, which then creates, I need to create more dollars to drive growth against this
0: Uh, more deflation
1: because the whole, the whole structure is deflation is prices going down against something that's trying to make prices go up. Right. It's impossible. So there until somebody tells me, shows me, how an inflationary policy is, is not an order of magnitude bigger uh, for the problem. Then I'm going to say I'm in Bitcoin for the climate.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. So by compromising the store value function of money, it leaks into other assets like oil, real estate, et cetera, uh, which makes, you know, other modes of extracting oil economically viable that wouldn't be. So that's increasing, environmental damage and degradation, but it's also driving more demand for alternatives, something like solar. So it
1: is, which, which, which accelerates the deflation, yes. which accelerates the monetary easing, which is, that was the whole thesis of the book. It are we're, we're looking at a pinpoint in time and most of the deflation is way in front of us. Right. We're looking at a point in time thinking that and, and measuring this pinpoint in time, with one hundred eighty-five trillion dollars of stimulus to get here, right. by, by by destroying the free market, not understanding what it's going to look like forward. Most of it, that most of that flywheel on both sides is in front of us,
0: and that's just energy. You
1: look at that. Not all that's all. just energy. Yeah. yeah, that in every single industry, it just in energy, is the number one input for the other industries. Yes. But, but we can expect I'm- that to. Yeah, we, we can expect that. Uh, we can expect that everywhere. Um, and so, so what I just said there, have any, have anybody, uh, please in the fiat system, tell me where I'm wrong. Right.
0: Please,
1: if, if anybody's listening to this in the fiat system, tell me how, how what I just said is is, 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 is from a first principle standpoint is wrong. And then if you get, if you get there, tell me how this system can save the planet.
0: So, I mean, I can't punch a hole in that at all. It makes perfect sense to me. Then if we go into a world that's, because well, the other thing is as inflation ramps up, you're increasing currency wars, right? There's more of a race to debase, which uh, you know, back to the original uh, introduction to your book, currency wars, then trade wars, then real wars. So are we facing then the threat of, is that the inevitable end game of this? Is we have to have some.
1: On the the existing system, it cannot be reset, uh, without, or or I don't believe that governments around the world will come together and say, I'm going to wipe out all this debt. I'm going to, to kill a whole bunch of my economy and start again on a new system. I don't think that, I don't think we live in a trust environment anymore. Yeah, that could 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 happen? And and essentially, what it says is what you or this some of this conversation started today is what governments did with or what Mises said is it's too strong an impulse to cheat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's it becomes too strong an impulse to to break the because there's so much power in cheating, right? That I'll just do it this once and I'll just and uh and and that impulse through which humanity throughout the world even even people who wanted to do the right thing for other people at when it's just too hard an impulse to stop and what changes is bitcoin changes that impulse it, it removes that ability for us to do that from our own hands
0: that's a great point too so every time someone cheats or we could say inflation is cheating basically.
1: Well, let's say, let's say going off gold reserve is, is cheating. Yeah. Going, uh, going, um, going and, and, and take it, taking the taking a military complex around making sure that you go to the next thing around oil is cheating. So you have an advantage and what, do you, what is cheating? So now I have an advantage in trade and I have an advantage in energy prices and everything else. And, and now, Oil can't provide that advantage anymore because solar is cheaper yep. and, I, and I'd like to see a government try to capture the advantage in sunlight right right it's impossible. Yep. Like we're, 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 we're going. So, so now you need a new currency that, but, but the key part is to allow that deflation is to remove human action
0: right. It's got to be
1: beyond the reach of, of human action because there's such an incentive for cheat. human action
0: to cheat. And every time someone cheats, we're increasing the incentives for others to cheat, right? Because people have taking a monopoly profit effectively. Other people see the profit. They want the same thing. They want to cheat. And, and the people being harmed in that situation are taking an economic loss while someone takes a monopoly profit. So they're being pushed to cheat. That's why it's like an infectious situation.
1: And, and, and the irony of the people most hurt by that is very few of them know they're hurt by it right? because of the
0: general, general narrative they live in. Yeah. And so this too then, that is inflation is magnifying perceived scarcity. Exactly. We're artificially exactly. increasing the price of oil. So it seems, on the based on the price signal, more scarce than it actually would be.
1: Right. We're and 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 so is housing, and so is so is food, and so so are all of these things, and it's art and and that are is artificially driving into that's that's why I wrote the us versus them chapter in the book, and some people when they saw the tops of these waves because you could only explore just in in a book. You're trying to tie a huge thesis together and what it means. And so you, can, you can't take it down to this level. They couldn't see the connection
0: between these, but it is, a, it is the connection. <laughs> yeah. It's that, completely connected. Well, and then back to the Robert's cave experiment. So we've artificially magnified perceived scarcity. So we're artificially magnifying conflict
1: artificially magnifying conflict and, on, and what do you think society is gonna, what do you think society is going to do my my political party is way better more important than your political party yeah. what the are, are you how dare you and it just magnifies all over the place yes. our, 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 our uh, us is better than china china is better than us all over the place
0: and yeah and then
1: because of artificially changing, or yeah, exactly. Because of artificially, we already have abundance. We could, we, with technology today and what's already available, most of the stuff falls so precipitately in price that it would not look like the same world we live in now. We're chasing scarcity through an inflationary monetary policies that is dividing society.
0: Wow. And that, accelerates the likelihood and timing of warfare right exactly. we, we're progressing through this currency war trade war real war progression and then that all of a sudden if that is the case we do end up in uh, the situation of international armed conflict then bitcoin is fitting in that pick framework for marketing it as anti-war right all of yes. a,
1: Yeah, if people connect the dots to what we just talked about, and they can see that path, this is where education
0: is important. We have to show them.
1: We have to show them that path and what this looks like, and and get them to. And it actually doesn't matter how they start to see this, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: whether they come in through what one path where they they, whether they question just a second, is it the climate path? I start to see this, but again, all of these, this truth is so fundamental. And it changes everything else. When people say Bitcoin fixes this, it is true on so many different levels. But but, and so some of those levels, the existing system deserves a counter argument to how it solves the problem. Yeah. And if there is yeah. no solve, then then Bitcoin's going to keep expanding. It's going to bring more people into it all the time.
0: I think it's a brilliant analysis, and if we. <laughs> If You had to boil it all the way down. You could just say there is a positive correlation between the money supply and the likelihood of warfare. The more we expand the money supply, the more likely we're going to go to war.
1: Pretty much in, throughout history. That's kind of what you see, right?
0: No. Wow.